this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? We are here today joined all the way from Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles, California, Mr. James Harris from Million Dollar Listing LA. How are you? David, I am quarantined and fabulous. How are you, my friend? You're looking very nice. I love this agency logo in the background. You're very professional. I'm very professional. And during quarantine, I've, for the first time ever, grown some scruff, which I'm loving. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting by and I'm, I'm enjoying it, weirdly enough, and obviously trying to observe all these mad guidelines. Are you ever going to shave? Because, look, I have a lot of scruff here, too. Are you going to shave your scruff at any point or is it just going to count it down? Do you know something? Six years we've been filming this show. And because they want David and I to try and look different. <laughs> He's always had a beard and I've always been so clean shaven. So finally, I've left it to grow and I love it. It's not going anywhere. I like it. And you know what it is? You guys actually do look different, but I'm telling you, it's just the accents. You don't look different because of the accents. Otherwise, I think you would. I tell you something, it is the weirdest thing. People don't think we're brothers. They think we're twins. Uh, and to the point that we start to worry about maybe we are brothers and we just never got told. But uh, I don't see that we look alike at all. I mean, you don't. Are you guys the same height? No. He's taller, right? I would say he's a fraction taller, yeah. I met you once. I ran because I, I live in New York City. So one day when you were here doing press... I was walking, it was in Midtown, and I think you were near NBC or Sirius, and I ran into you, and I stopped you for a picture. Oh, oh, that's awesome, and I love New York. How are you guys doing in New York? You know, like, it's not great, but I feel like it's not, I mean, I, I feel like it's not as bad as the news is making it out to seem. I mean, it's not great, but I feel like the whole country, it's no better, you know? So it's... In yeah, a way, it's not I, even the country, it's the whole world, David. That's the, the crazy world. part. I know. So, like, I feel like because it is such a dire situation here, I feel people are following the rules here more than a lot of other places. Like, I have friends in small towns throughout America that are like going out for runs, and like, I know all that's okay, but I feel like because it's so intense here. People are more scared here in New York 
that they're actually following the rules more. That's just my experience in the past week. I would much rather be in a situation where my state was taking it more seriously than not, uh, than having the reverse. In California, I can assure you we're taking it very, very seriously. Uh, the social distancing is something that I do not fuck around with. Um, and I will only go out if I absolutely have to. But it does seem to me, certainly uh, from the media perspective, that New York are at the forefront of this, uh, certainly around America. Um, and I, I'm just seriously praying that we can all get through this, get past this uh, and beat this virus sooner rather than later. I hope so, because I mean, I am a very social person and I, this is not fucking fine. This is fucking serious. Yeah, I mean, you know, at some point it's going to look like one flew over the cuckoo nest in this house. But I will tell you this. And as a very social person, it, it is a time to slow the fuck down and enjoy what you do have. And for me, I'm married with two children. And it's so interesting because for the first time ever, we're just together 24-7. There's no cleaner. There's no nanny. There's no friends. It's just my wife, myself, my children. And we're spending quality time. We're building memories. We're laughing. And whilst we're all going completely fucking mad, we're actually doing it with a smile and making memories. And I, I believe that there is a purpose for all of this to slow down and enjoy what you do have in those smaller things in life. So, so that's my mindset. I kind of completely agree. I think this is like the world's way of saying like, you know, you people have gotten out of control with Instagram and Snapchat. Listen, I am, I am the biggest offender of it all, but I think it's the way to be like, you guys should have actual conversations as human beings. Yep. 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 It's true. Look, I, I, I will take the kids and the dog for a walk and I will tell you right now, people are nicer. People smile. Cars let you cross the road. People don't look at you like they want to fucking kill you. Everyone has slowed down and now started to appreciate those smaller things in life. Smells, things that you can see, the streets, the family, the air that we breathe. And look, I'm a spiritual guy, but I believe that and I hate that this is happening at the expense of so many other people's lives around the world. But I almost feel like something similar to this needed to happen for us to realize that we need to be grateful for what we do have and not focus every day on the shit that we don't have. And that's what happens when you live in New York and it's fast paced or L.A. and you're in real estate and you're in your zone. Go, 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 go. This slows you down and says, right, what can I appreciate? Not focus on shit. I need more. And I, I think that's quite a good thing, actually. It's true. I mean, I think for the U.S., you and I both live in like the two worst culprit cities for oh, not yes. having actual real interactions. Everyone has an agenda and a sub agenda. Yeah. So like it's kind of like a wake up call. So hopefully when this is over, you know, they're saying like May 1st, but I'm not so sure that that is really how it's all going to work. You know, what's interesting is every minute, minute, I mean, every you, you don't know what's going to happen next week, let alone tomorrow, let alone from an hour from now. Everything is changing every minute. Um, and I'm taking one day at a time with this whole thing. I really, really am. I'm not predicting. I'm not predicting the real estate market or uh, whether my wife and I will be married in a month <laughs> or what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm just going to enjoy day by day because seriously, I, I am, as of today, just enjoying what I have, really. And I mean that. That's good. I mean, that that's what I said. People are either going to look around and be like, I am married to my best friend and this is amazing. Or I think you're going to look around and be like, what the hell am I doing with this person? I actually can't stand them and I need a divorce. A client of mine who's been married for 17 years turned around to me on the phone the other day and goes, I'm going to finally get to know my wife. <laughs> I was like, shit, that's a really good point. Um, but I, 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 my wife's my soulmate, my best friend. 
and I gotta tell you, we're really bonding and it's quite wonderful it really is our children and myself and the cooking and the cleaning and the dishwasher and making the beds and changing the sheets and sweeping the fucking floors 300 times a day because i have ocd and cleaning every glass countertop this shit is fun and i'm enjoying it and so i'm going to continue to smile my way through this to the very end that's good now where are you from originally like you were born in the UK, I assume. Exactly. Born and raised in London, um, in in an area called St. John's Wood, which is uh, northwest London. And uh, yeah, I'm a Londoner. And David's from there as well. Exactly. David is also from London. We grew up together. Our mothers were best friends. They actually had a company together at one point, an interior design business. Oh, wow. uh, and Dave and I grew up together. So it was it was a lot of fun. I was the younger of the two. So he treat me like the little brother. Uh, but we, we had shitloads of fun. And you guys were just always friends. And then like growing up, did you know you wanted to go into real estate? Did he? It was just like, or you had no idea what you wanted to do. Dude, when I was young, young, I wanted to be a vet. Uh, and then my mother's an interior designer. So as I started to grow up a little bit older, I started to find my feet and passion for design and for real estate. And school was not for me, David. Um, I was, as my mother said, asked to leave eight schools, which oh, means really? expelled. Yes. And so I started working at the first legal age I could, which was 16. And that was when I hit my uh, first real estate job, which was in residential brokerage in northwest London. You started doing that at 16? I did. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. See, you know, sometimes it's not all about the degree, is it? Because, you know, you're getting kicked the degree. Right. Fuck. Fuck the degree. Um, Here's the deal. man. If you want to be an architect or you want to be a vet or a doctor uh, and you feel like you need a degree. Great. Go get one. But if you are someone that wants to get into sales and get into something that motivates you, excites you and you don't need a degree. Why are you wasting time? Go for it. Yeah. And did you write so right when you started real estate at 16, were you like, oh, my God, this is great. Or were you like, what the fuck did I get myself into? I loved it from the second I started, man. I started in the mailroom, running letters through the stamp machine, making coffees, uh, running to set up houses. This was before I even had a driver's license through the winter of London. It was freezing cold. uh, And I loved it from the second I did it. I really did. Wow. And then how do you go from doing that at 16 to ending up in Los Angeles? And you came to Los Angeles before David, right? I did. I got here when I was 21. So I actually worked for five years in London. And in London, typically you finish school, you take a gap year where you travel the world for a year and then you start university. Because I never went to university, I went straight to work. I was working for five years. And at the end of that five years, I said to myself, I want to travel. And so my father actually lived in Los Angeles at the time. And so I said to my dad, I'm going to come visit you for three months and I'm just coming to have fun. So I told my job in London, I'm going to take a three month uh, leave They paid me whilst I was gone and said, just make sure you come back. And the second I touched wheels down at LAX and felt the sun just blowing on me, I knew I had arrived. And within two weeks of being in LA, I actually got approached to start a job. And I took it and cut a long story short, that was was about 15 years ago. I never looked back. And that job was in real estate. That job was not in real estate. We were actually going through the recession at the time. That job was trading commodities at the time. uh, And that was kind of a, a great place to be during the recession. And I just had a ton of fun. 
it was easy hours. I was going to the beach three times a week. I got had a convertible. I was living the life, man. I was 21 living in L.A., having, having living the dream. And so it wasn't until the economy really got back on its feet. David moved out to Los Angeles and we looked at each other one day and we said, dude, we got to follow our dream. And we set up our real estate company and we both have a background in real estate. And then how'd you get from there to the agency and working with Mauricio? Uh, that's a good, good story. So we, we hit the ground running. We started to target the high end from the second we started the company. Um, and then I think it was after our first year, we hit a couple of really big deals and people started to talk about us and we became the Bond Street Boys, not the Backstreet Boys, but the Bond Street Boys. Um, and and but people started to know our names and we were doing lots of deals. And eventually uh, another co-worker called Santiago, who was at the agency, who had previously worked with us, set up a meeting with Mauricio and uh, the rest is history. And that was... Five or six years ago. And it's been lovely ever since. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Six years. It's been it's been a, a match made in heaven. We love Mauricio. We love Kyle. We love the agency. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Did you watch the Beverly Hills Housewives before going to work with Mauricio? 
I had seen a few episodes and I was a mega, mega fan of Kyle. She's the best. She's my favorite housewife on the show for sure. We love Kyle. Kyle's the best. In fact, Kyle is an absolute character. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with him. We were just in Mexico City, actually, for a, for a long weekend. Kyle is fun. She's funny. Uh, and she's got an amazing personality, one that you just want to be around all the time. I love her to pieces. I love her. Did you watch Million Dollar Listing? Like, do you remember when it was getting cast in L.A.? Were you like, oh, my God, what is this? Was there like a buzz around town about this show? Funnily enough, David was a mega fan. I actually wasn't, weirdly enough. Um, and I had no idea they were even casting for the show. I remember it very well. I was driving home. I had a black Range Rover at the time. I just pulled onto my street. I had a phone call come in from a no caller ID. I picked it up. It was a girl from a company called the casting company or something. She said, we're casting for this reality TV show about real estate. Would you be interested? I genuinely thought it was a prank call. Uh, so I just went along with it and I called David and I said, Dave, I think we're being pranked right now, but they're casting for this show called million dollar listing. He's like, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah. So the next thing, you know, we're on a Skype call with this really pretty girl and David had just broken up with his fiance at the time. And, uh, I, I remember it. I was sitting in the front. He was behind me. We were on a Skype call and David was flexing his muscles and the camera. We were messing around. He was messing up my hair. We were joking and turns out it wasn't a prank. One thing led to the next. They were casting hundreds, if not thousands of people. And then they got it down to like 10 people. And they sent a full crew out with each of us for a full day to shoot. Uh, and then one thing led to another. And I guess they went with us. So that was uh, a lot of fun. And I remember and, it like it was yesterday. And that's like unusual in the sense that like they've never cast a duo together before. Never. No, not from my understanding. It had always been the same consistent uh, uh, cast. I think it was Chad Rogers at the very early days, beginnings. Yeah. Madison Hildebrand, Josh Flagg, and then they brought Josh Altman, and then uh, David and I, and then Tracy. Yeah. So were you so, were you, like, what was filming like? Like, after you got cast, was it, like, what you expected? Were you like, oh, my God, there's cameras everywhere. We're trying to do real Honestly, deals here. I love it. I love it. I have no problem with the cameras. You have to pretend they're not there. Uh, of course, when you first start, the cameras are, are, are much more apparent than they are six years and 80 episodes later. Um, but I, I, I'm a very outgoing people person. I love to be around people. So throw a couple of cameras in the mix and 10 people behind the camera, the more the merrier. I just have fun with it. Uh, we enjoy shooting the show. It's a shitload of work. We shoot 11 months out of the year. Um, we've been filming for the last 12 months for the upcoming season 12. Um, but I love it, man. We have fun. We get to create memories and we get to follow our lives during selling all of this mad real estate. Did you have like any reservations of like, you know, some famous clients, some like this could be bad for business in any way? I mean, I'm you know, not saying it is. Yes, yes. No. Well, you know something. I think if we here's the deal. Dave and I have two sides to our business, right? We have a side of our business that is on the show. And we know exactly which clients are okay with being on the show. And a little bit of common sense will tell you which clients won't be okay. And if there's someone in the middle, you go for it and ask. And sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no. But we have a whole separate side of our business uh, that just is so detached from the show. And our clients know that A, we'd never ask them to be on the show. And B, we would never share any of their personal information and we us our, our, our mouths are sealed our lips are sealed and our clients know that about us so we, we keep it pretty down the middle with them that makes sense and then have you ever because it is la like have you ever been starstruck with one of your clients where you're just like 
oh my God, so-and-so just walked in. I mean, like we saw, who did we see on the show? But I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of people in LA. Oh my God, there's a lot of people. I won't talk about my clients that haven't been on the show, but of course there's people that you get starstruck by. I mean, I sat next to fucking Al Pacino at the Beverly Hills Hotel a few months ago. Uh, You know, I've been watching Al Pacino for how many years? I can't even remember, but uh, there's there, there's so many people. I mean, even on the show, for example, uh, we we negotiated a deal with Larry Flint, the CEO of Hustler, who got wheeled in on a gold wheelchair and had security combing his hair in the big famous boardroom where they shot the movie um, with Woody Harrelson. I mean, there's so many cool, fun scenarios. We've sold amazing homes that uh, have celebrity attachments to it. Our clients are all in the industry, of course. We had Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child yes. uh, on the show. Um, who else? We've had tons of fun people. So, you know, I, I always... I don't get starstruck by anyone anymore, but I, I always learn from these people. And that's kind of my, my favorite thing about this business is what I can learn from those clients. Did you say hello to Al Pacino when you were sitting next to him? Oh, hello. I'll say hello to anyone. Of course I did. <laughs> I, I would have too. Say hello to my little friend, Frankie. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I did say hello. And you're just like, okay, hey. So you love the filming. I mean, have you ever had like a client, you know, because you see these things like you, I've always wondered this, like not you, just everyone on the show. Like you guys say things about your clients, whether it's good or bad. Like, have you ever had a client like after the fact when the show airs be like, what the fuck? It's so funny you say that. The answer is no, but my head will tell me, Oh, I'll give you a quick story. Yes, <laughs> it's totally it's inappropriate. In fact, it's too inappropriate. Uh, but but I, uh, I, I can sit there. And... Okay, first season on the show. Um, remember, I haven't been on the show before. And we're filming at our house, our listing in Homeby Hills that's 45 million. And we're shooting on the master terrace deck. And... We're shooting with some ladies and one of them made an inappropriate joke and she kind of went like this and she stuck her chest out. And I made a really inappropriate comment about her knockers and it was in passing. It was a joke. It was a complete joke. She laughed. I laughed. Well, well, when I finished filming, I thought, shit, my wife is going to kill me. Oh, my God, my wife's going to kill me. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, I got to tell my wife. I got to tell my wife and I'm tormenting myself and I'm tormenting myself. And of course, about a week before the show aired, I'm like, honey, I got to talk to you. She's like, what? I'm like, I made a really inappropriate comment. I'm so sorry. And she obviously didn't care. And then the show aired. And of course, they never even aired that comment. I made. <laughs> yeah. right. So all of that worry that built up for so long never even made the air. And the same thing happens with clients. I think that, you know, there has been shit in the past that's come up. But ultimately, please, God, the house is sold by the time it's aired and they're OK with it in the end. And then how does that work? Because like those deals, I mean, they're all real deals, but like it doesn't happen in real time. Like when you're there going from room to room and being like, they want this much, they want that much. I mean, it's not fake, like they're real deals, but it's obviously must have been negotiated before. Does that make any not sense? Not always, Dan. It makes complete sense, but no, not not always. There will be times where we're in a negotiation and we're following it absolutely 100% in real time. Um, And then there will be times where we may not be able to, but the deals are a thousand percent real. Uh, Not only are the deals real, but we follow the transaction exactly the way it happened and the way it went down. And no, the negotiations are more often than not done in real time. So like when you're in one room and you say to Josh Flagg, I'll be right back, you go into another room, all that is really real time. Like you're getting the person on the phone. 
Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Now, obviously, we're not going to negotiate a $30 million deal in 94 seconds. Um, but yes, I mean, if you actually watch the last few seasons of the show, certain stories will run over two or three episodes now because yeah. they want to follow the story from the very start to the very finish. And I think the reason this show takes 12 months to shoot is that they're following the story from start to finish and everything in the middle. So they're following everything now in real time and they really want to capture everything that happens. Yeah. Before we continue this conversation, I have to say this has certainly been quite a year. And if there's anything interfering with your happiness or achieving your goals, I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It is an online professional counseling service. And as a result of me turning to BetterHelp, I was able to take the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast and go from two to four episodes a week. And I even wrote a Behind the Velvet Rope book. So BetterHelp is great. It's a safe and private online environment. You don't have to leave your house, go to a waiting room. It's quarantine friendly. Of course, everything is extremely confidential. And you can basically start communicating with a professional in under 24 hours. And what I love about it is, once you're assigned a counselor, you can reach out to this counselor anytime and they actually get back to you. And you can schedule your weekly phone or video session, no need to get glammed up if you prefer phone over video, at your convenience. Also, once you're assigned a counselor to help you, if you don't like who you're assigned, you can easily switch the person. So many people are turning to better health that they're actually looking for counselors in all 50 states. They're growing rapidly. And listen, don't take my word for it. Check out their testimonials posted daily on their website. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, self-esteem. I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It's an online professional counseling service and go to BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope, and you get 10% off your first month. They are there to help. I feel there's nothing wrong with admitting you need help, especially in these times. It is more affordable than traditional online counseling. They've really helped me see clarity, gain strength to continue doing this wonderful show for you all. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Listen, I'm a huge fan of all of Bravo, but like, I love me some real estate porn. So like the houses are gorgeous. Like, do you ever just get a listing where like, you can't even believe it or you're like, this place is just, I mean, you've seen so many properties in person. Do you ever just have to still say like, I can't believe how gorgeous this house is. Honestly, all the time. I think that is probably the number one thing that gets me excited every day is every day is new. Right. You just don't know what you're going to walk into, what house you're going to see. Just when you think you've seen every single type of house there is, you walk in and see something else. Um, And that goes for your clients or every negotiation, every deal, every single day, something new happens in real estate, something different happens. And every day is a learning curve. And that's kind of what I like. I get bored very easily. And so I love that there's always new shit happening every day and new houses and new amenities. I mean, we saw a house about a year ago that had its own surgery room, a place wow. to go in and have surgery. I mean, really? fuck, what a thought of that. Yeah, so it, it's always fresh in L.A. Was the owner a surgeon or just it's for like his wife and him when they need a little touch up? The really? Matter. Oh, yes. Re- so, like, instead yeah. of going to the office, you have a doctor come in, you get everything done, and there's no going to your car with paparazzi or whatever. You just go straight upstairs. Yep, that's absolutely right. I mean, we've seen it all, man. You go into some beds, there's there's tanning beds in there. Uh, into some houses, there's tanning beds there. Uh, we've seen spray machines. Uh, then you see amenities that are just getting crazier and crazier, bowling alleys, shooting ranges, Big spas that beat the the Win and Encore Hotel, Hamans, cold plunges, saunas, steams. Uh, I mean, we've seen it all, man, and it keeps it fresh, which which is fun for me. I think this surgery center in a house, that is, I think, wow. 
That's oh, amazing. Awesome. I'm literally I... picturing this. That kind of that solves a lot. Just go of in, get, get a quick bit of get a quick bit of filler, some Botox, bish bash bosh, you're good. Hey, what about this quarantine as the Botox starts wearing off all these people? Isn't that going to be fun to watch? I've already had this conversation a hundred times. Yes, it's going to be like oh. we're going to see. I mean, you're in LA. I'm in New York. So I mean, we are in the thick of it here. We're going to oh, see. It's going to be wonderful. Kind of wonderful, but the house. You're not. You, here's the thing, David. You're not going to see them because they're going to be in quarantine without Instagram once the Botox and filler wears off, right? The Botox is going to wear off. The filler haircuts. I mean, I got yep. my haircut as short as I possibly could the last day before we had to go in. It's so funny. I'm the complete opposite of you. I'm letting my hair grow and loving it. And I have a beard and I'm loving it. It's a whole new look. You should just not shave. I mean, listen, I haven't shaved yet. You should just not shave until the quarantine's over. Well, that's interesting. I actually, I'm not sure about that. I've been thinking about it. I might get my beard trimmers out. I ordered a new pair and give it a once over, or I might just say, fuck it and leave it. I don't know. What do you think of it? I think it's good. I yeah. think you should leave it for the show. Well, when you, I mean, you'll probably do promo, maybe, because the show comes back on May 5th, right? That's correct. I don't think I'm doing any promo between now and May 5th unless it's right here in my office. No, home. no promo, but maybe after that, you'll go on a tour a little bit. Maybe yeah. by June. Yeah, usually we'll do mid-season. So we'll come over to New York and we'll do a bunch of press. And that's always fun. And sometimes we'll do Watch What Happens Live with Andy, who, thank God, is better now. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens as time progresses. Did you now, before you got on the show, did you know any of these brokers? Like, did you come across, you know, like, did you know Flag, Altman, of before course, you guys? Of course. Of course. Flag and I became really close friends after we started filming the show. Um, and we've become really, really close. But uh, we I mean, I know all the agents before the show because we're all working in this very small, tight knit community. Now, tell us about your current relationship. Do you have any or you you and Madison are still persona non grata? That fucking guy has genuinely blocked me from every single social media outlet that exists. It is so childish. It defies belief. But you know what? That's on him. But I think it's pathetic, quite frankly. All just because of what happened on the show that we saw play out? Yes! Yes, because he decided to be completely unethical and it got completely backfired. Uh, and he can't take the consequence, which is ridiculous. And then when I saw him for a follow up, I told him what he did was absolutely unethical, ridiculous and pathetic. And he didn't like it. And I think at the time his mouth was wired shut uh, and I took the piss out of him, which probably wasn't very nice, but it was there for the taking. So I did it. Um, but till this day, in fact, I'm going to look right now. I believe I'm still blocked. And is, what about David? Is David blocked too or just you? I believe David is blocked too, but you'll have to ask David that. I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah, I'm curious if you're still blocked. I'm still blocked. Yep, still blocked. Fabulous. Listen, I I'm blocked by certain people. Sometimes I take that as like a badge of honor, you know? absolutely what a compliment i'm blocked <laughs> hey let me tell you i'm not losing any sleep over it so it's okay seriously and you guys haven't run into him on a deal since then never 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 he stays out in malibu dave and i do deals in malibu but thankfully we haven't had to deal with him but look here's the reality if we did have to deal with him we'd all be very cordial polite and respectful of one another because you don't cut your nose despite your face we're grown-ups and uh this feud is ridiculous and completely unnecessary so if he wants to hold a grudge that's on him not us He's not involved in the show anymore, really, in any way, shape, or form. Not to my knowledge or understanding, but you never know. Now, what about what's going on with you and Altman? How's, how are things going these days? 
You know, it's the same. I mean, put us in a room together. We're likely to have an argument about something. We're so different. Um, I will tell you this. Altman is someone I do have respect for because ultimately, whether I like the way he does business or I don't, I respect his work ethic. Um, but we're just so completely different in every single way imaginable. Um, at the end of the day, he's a hard worker um, and it is what it is. And what is it about Josh Flagg that you you love so much? You guys have become best buddies. I do. I do. I love him to pieces. I think it's his disgusting humor. He has a very, very dry sense of humor, which if you're British, typically you have a dry sense of humor. And I just relate to him um, and I find him very funny and he has a heart of gold um, and he's just he's fun to be around. And we like to go on vacations together and we're into the same things, uh, except boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love it to pieces. And you know something? He reminds me of relationships I have with friends of mine in London that we can just be completely ourselves and laugh. And there's nothing I'm going to say to him ever that could ever, ever offend him. And there's nothing he could say to me that would offend me. And that's kind of my personality. I don't that's take good. myself too seriously. And I, and, I, and I love that. That's really good. And then who do you come up against the most like in deals? Like, do you run into Altman the most? Or like when you're going for listings or, you I know, like. Say Altman. I would say Altman. We come up against this. I mean, look, come on. We're in a. We're in a league of our own, but, uh, you know, we, we, I mean, I'm just saying, uh, I don't want to throw Altman under the bus, but yes, I would say if there was one cast member on the show, it would be Flag and Altman. And typically with Flag, we'll end up co-listing the property. And with Altman, we'll just end up getting the listing. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. It goes down like that. I'm joking. It's a healthy competition. And we have a lot to look forward to on the new season. Oh, wow. It's going to be an amazing, amazing season. You know something? The stories this season are just fun. They're interesting. They're long-winded. You know, the market shifted this year. So, you know, whereas two years ago we were selling houses in a week in the current climate, you know, houses weren't selling in a week. They were selling, but it would take six months and 15 times the amount of work. And so I think the show have done a great uh, job in following the entire story from A to Z and I hope you guys like the, the upcoming season I'm excited is that really the difference like you know prior to corona you know like 2019-20 is that really the difference in the market just that like properties were still holding their value they were just taking longer to sell or are people coming down in price like what's going on with the LA market because like in New York super interesting one in New York, tell me. Well, you know, it's kind of a buyer's market, but not really. You know, like people are maybe coming down in their price a little, but it's not like it's like a fire sale in New York and all of a sudden, you know, a $10 million property you're getting for $7 million. I mean, sellers are just holding on to things and maybe slowly decreasing the amount that so they want. That's the exact same situation in L.A. I mean, the market shifted from being a complete seller's market more towards being a buyer's market. Sellers didn't really want to comprehend or understand that and adjust accordingly. Therefore, people weren't reducing prices. But the people that would reduce the price, their properties were selling. So it became more of just being a price sensitive market than people paying 20, 30 percent premiums over ask. Um, now, having said that, we've seen some of the most record-breaking sales in the world in the last 12 months. We've seen 150 million, 120 million, 94 million, 90, 70, and the list goes on. So even having said that, we're still seeing some of the largest sales in the world at this time, which is really exciting. That's exciting. I mean, if you really think about it, it's just obscene how much money certain people have. Oh, my God, dude, it's absolutely fucking mind boggling, baffling and wonderful at the same time to see a wire come across in excess of 100 million. That's cash. 
hello, that's insane, but that's the world that we live in, you know? And uh, hey, even those, a lot of those sales I'm referring to at 70, 80, 90, 120, 150, believe it or not, the people who got the deals are the buyers, um, you know, on a lot of those sales. So it's interesting. That is interesting. So that's really, so like people are kind of holding to their price. Maybe it's down a little bit, but no one is like, it's not like a fire sale there either where people just have to unload everything. Correct. No fire selling. I mean, no one's desperate to sell, but if they are, they'd be able to sell. Now, coronavirus uh, is going to be interesting, you know, just seeing how long this takes um, and then where the economy stands once we come out of it. And uh, for us to be experts on what's going to happen now would be ridiculous because nobody knows and uh, only time will tell. So we'll play it by ear and see what happens. And then how does that, I mean, how does the coronavirus play into it? Like you're doing now virtual showings. Like how are you doing your job as a real estate broker now, agent? Yeah, like for example, yesterday I did a Instagram live at one of our listings that we just price reduced from 20 million to 16,899. Make sure that you go around and virtually show your followers what it is. You only need one. We're doing a lot of these 3D Matterport technology virtual tours where people can walk the entire property through a 3D technology. Um, we're utilizing social media across all platforms. Um, we've always shot videos at most of our properties. So we're now posting those videos and we're just utilizing uh, digital content to the best of our ability until this stay at home uh, order has been lifted and we're safe to go out. That that 3D thing sounds amazing. Oh, it's incredible. It really is. I mean, you can literally have the house as like a 3D model. You can go into any specific room. You can go 360 degrees all the way around, indoors, outdoors. It's very cool. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's you or David, but one of you posted, not to say you guys are the exact same, but one of you posted a listing the other day, which looked great. There's some new listing that was just posted. It was either you or him. I mean, we've been posting about to 1475 Bel Air Road. We actually did a virtual tour. Uh, so it could have been that one. I, I don't know. But we're, we're very active on uh, on the gram and we're very active across all social media channels. And I think anyone out there that's in sales right now, when you can't interact with people, and we have social distancing limitations, should be active in uh, digital and social platforms right now. Totally. Now, if you had to go and buy a house or sell your house and you couldn't use yourself or David, out of Altman, Tracy, Flag, who are you going to use to sell and buy? You can't use David and you can't Josh use yourself. Flag. Josh Flag. I thought, you know something, as silly as he is, as funny as he is, He's fucking knowledgeable. Uh, he knows, especially if my home was in Beverly Hills, by the way, uh, he knows the market inside out, back to front. He knows each person that's bought and sold every single home. And he does it with a little bit of personality. So or a lot of personality. So I would use flag. That makes sense. And what about these wonderful open houses that you guys have? You see flag. I mean, like, do, are those really necessary? Like, what is your feeling on these over the top? We see it on New York million dollar listing with Ryan and Frederick. You know, the parties, They're the costumes. Absolutely necessary. They're absolutely necessary if you do it right. Now, if you're just going to go and spend a whole bunch of money and get a whole bunch of agents that want to come in and get fucked up and eat free food, it's a total waste of time and a waste of money. But if you're going to actually throw a lavish event that has a meaning to that property and you're going to go out and get a very targeted demographic to come onto the guest list, someone that could actually buy the house, whether it's the buyer, the buyer's friend, the business manager or someone that knows the buyer, it's absolutely worthwhile. Um, and we've sold multiple houses from our events um, and we'll continue to do them uh, for as long as they prove to be beneficial to us. You can keep doing them all day because those are, they're amazing to watch. Oh, oh, I'm glad you enjoy watching them. We've got a couple of really fun ones coming up this season, actually. So uh, I'm excited. Really? Now, how is, what about 
was there a lot of chatter in L.A. about the arrival of Frederick? I mean, we know Frederick is now in L.A. Frederick is in L.A. Uh, he has set up his team and there was, I mean, not a lot of chatter, but there were definitely people talking. Uh, Fred and I uh, share several clients, one of those being Zach Vela. Um, and yes. you will see Frederick on this season for sure. And Frederick's great, though. He's got such a personality. He's so emotional uh, and he's a lot of fun. And I'm a huge Frederick fan uh, on the show and off the show. And uh, if he starts coming for our listings, we'll be a whole different topic of conversation. But right now, he's a great guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, was there like this fear, not with you guys, but just like in the L.A. market, like, oh, fuck, Frederick's on his way. I love him, but it's not that easy to just break the high end. Uh, and I'm sure he's learning that. You know, you can't just come to L.A. the same way I couldn't just come to New York and be Frederick. Uh, I don't think Frederick can just come to L.A. and expect to set his team up overnight. It's hard work. It's dedication. But if I've ever seen someone that works hard and has a great work ethic, it's Fred. So, um, you know, good luck to him. There's more than enough business to go around um, and I wish him nothing but success. I really mean that. I love his, his entranceway. I mean, I haven't been there, but on Instagram, his house, that entranceway where you stepped in, it's like, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. We leased that house to one of our clients, funnily enough, before Frederick moved into it. Um, so, so I know that house. I love it. It's beautiful. The views are stunning and it suits him, uh, Derek and the kids perfectly. Totally. And now speaking of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, talk to us about your other BFF, PK and Doree. PK and Dorit are wonderful. David's become super close to both of them. Uh, we obviously worked with them on the sale of their former home and also worked with them on the sale of their new home. They're great people. PK is born and raised in the same part of England that David and I are. He's very funny and uh, we really like both of them. Love them. I went to high school with Dorit, if you can believe that. No way. Where? Connecticut. Doreen is a girl from Connecticut. How cool is that? She, well, you know, sometimes with that accent, you're not sure, but Doreen is from Connecticut. And you are a huge Housewives fan, right? I am. I mean, I'm like a huge Bravo fan in general. So I'm like friendly with a lot of Housewives, mostly like New York and New Jersey. I know like some of the Bravo celebrities, but like, yeah, I am a huge Housewives fan. That Which was, is your favorite, if you don't mind me asking? Well, you know what? Everyone always asks me that. So the thing is, A, it's a hard answer because, like, I'm friendly with a lot of them in real life. So being friends with someone. friendship aside. Well, A, Lisa Rinna is just a gift from above. But I was oh, also. Really? But I was also a huge Melrose Place fan. So she was on Melrose Place. So, like. But she's a great housewife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... You want to hear a cool story? We, David and I sold three buildings on Melrose Place. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that show. God, I was living in the UK. Who's your number one housewife across all, all housewives? Just curious. Friendship aside. Probably Lisa Renner. Really? I do follow her on Instagram. She is definitely a character. Lisa, but I have to say, like, Doree is way up there for me. Not even nothing oh. high school. I love Doree. She has the, Doree has the best fashion sense out of any housewife. Number oh, one fashion. And by the way, she is drop dead gorgeous on top of everything else i couldn't agree with you more she is absolutely gorgeous i would agree with that her outfits like head to toe it's like designer based on designer like everything is designer she puts it together yeah. so well so i love doreen yeah. i love lisa rinna i mean from new york i mean i love to hate her but i love ramona too yeah you know <laughs> Have you met, like, have you met a lot of the, like, Bravo, like, who who have you met that you've loved from being a Bravo celebrity? 
Um, honestly, not many people. I love Kyle. Obviously, all the MDL cast. I did a uh, speaking engagement with uh, Tinsley. Uh, Mortimer. What's her name? Tinsley. Mortimer Tinsley. I love him. Uh, I, I love that lunatic that Josh Flagg's friends with that's a Housewives of New York. Yeah. Oh, fucking maniac. Absolutely hysterical. Um, she is. Have you ever gone? If you ever go, when, when Josh comes to New York, him and Sonia are out at the gay bars all oh, night. I've been out with them. I've been out to Cipriani with them and they get completely toasted. It's absolutely hysterical. And it always ends in drama. And uh, she's an absolute character. Uh, who else? I can't even think. But then again, I'm useless with names. But yeah, those would be my tops. Sonia, if you want to go out and drink and have a good time, is at the absolute, absolute, possibly number one on the list for a night out. That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what that's what I've seen. That is for sure. It gets messy, but in a good way. It's like you just get. Which is fun. She's definitely a character. Definitely a character. And Tinsley is great. And what was I going to say? Do you guys know Lisa Vanderpump? No, I mean, when I say no, I've hung out with Lisa and Ken several times um, and they're lovely people, but I wouldn't say they're friends. They're, they're people I've known, been in the same circles with. But no, I wouldn't say I know them. That's just me being very stereotypical because you're all British. Of course. Now, what is your opinion? I know a lot of people have opinions on Lisa Vanderpump. Um, you plead the fifth. You, I, I, I like her. You know, I like her ish. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, yeah, she's okay. We'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> we can move on. I, I will. I will always be Team Dorit with everything. Good. Let's put Good. It like that. Like speaking to the right people, we're Team Dorit and Team Kyle. We're Team Dory and we're Team Kyle. Have you ever met Kim it. Richards? Kim Richards? Yes, Paris I have. What about yes, Paris Hilton? Does Paris stop? I have her? met Paris. I partied with Paris a bunch of times, actually. She's awesome. I love me some Paris. Yeah, Paris I had some is- fun uh, with Paris and Farrah at Coachella. A few after parties. Good times. Good times. Do you like your nights out? You like your nights out. Oh, I love my nights out. You know, I don't drink. I'm stone cold sober, but I can still have a good party and go out and, and hit it pretty hard. So that's fun. I don't know if I knew that. Although, was that, was yes. that on the show? Wow. Many, many years ago it was. But uh, yeah, so I, I get to go out and do my thing and actually wake up the next day and remember it. It's great because I didn't used to remember shit. <laughs> so I'm very I- grateful. I get it. I get it. If you had to come to New York and you had to hire one of the brokers, either Frederick, Ryan, Luis, or Steve G, I don't know if you know all of them, who would you choose in New York to buy your apartment? Not even in question, Frederick. And we do send Frederick business. I think, look, he's got a good team around him in New York. He's got an amazing work ethic and he's an absolute character. So it would have to be Frederick. Are you one of those L.A. folks who thinks that we're just all crazy here in New York for living the way that we do? Completely insane. And I'm saying that as a Londoner. I come to New York. I'm walking down the street casually and someone fucking bumps into me and I turn around and they've gone. I mean, when they say it's a rat race in New York, it really is a legit rat race. So seeing everyone calm down now during this time must be super interesting. And a a client of mine sent me a photo the other day at Times Square. I could not believe it. It's like a ghost town. So that has to be super weird right now. It's so weird. It's so weird. I think it's going to be, I really think it's going to be strange, like, when this quarantine is over because i have a lot of friends that are like like whatever the date is that we can go out i know people that are not going to go out they they're like oh dude are you kidding me they just deemed the real estate business essential but i am absolutely 
not showing houses right now, essential or not. I mean, why why would I do such a thing during a social distancing ban? So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of people, especially in New York, where you're so confined and you're on top of each other that are going to remain very paranoid after this is finished. I mean, I shit, I would. I will here in L.A. and it's spacious. I know. And I'm not a paranoid person. Like, it takes a lot for me to be paranoid. And, you know, this has got my attention. Like, of course. Whose attention? I mean, if it doesn't have your attention, you have the problem. <laughs> That's the Seriously. reality. I went to the market this morning because I mean, I need. Carry say, on, please. Oh, no, I'm just saying I like went to the market this morning and like, you know, there was nobody there. But the few people that were there, you start to freak out. You're like. Of course. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm like, so when, when we're allowed to get out and all the bands are off, you think real estate will resume there'll be showings you think I confident. yeah i'm confident the market's going to pick back up and resume i believe that honestly people will easily forget who knows where the economy will be or where it will go or where this two trillion dollar check is going to put the economy and if more money needs to come out of the the government but i do believe that the real estate market will be okay real estate bricks and mortar is a long-term hold i think it's going to be a much better alternative solution to being in the stock market um and i think that uh, ultimately we've seen several recessions where the real estate market isn't affected. And I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen right now. So I don't even want to predict. But listen, a dip in the market is good for the market. So we just have to take day by day right now, see what happens and, and play it by ear. That makes sense. And what else did I want to ask you in closing? Where do you see yourself like in five years, 10 years? Do you see yourself just always doing real estate? I do. I'm, I'm a big, I, I just, I'm passionate about what I do. I love our business. The goal is to continue growing the business, growing and growing and going. And ultimately, David and I will start buying properties as we already are and start building a portfolio and building on our team and building on what we have right now. But right now, I'm super focused on our day-to-day -day with our real estate business and just continuing to grow and uh, just loving on what we do every day. And your wife must be thrilled that you're home for this period. I mean, even though this is going on in the world, that must be nice. I don't know if she's thrilled. <laughs> she's like, go back she to work. a bit of a long time. I wish I could get her and ask her that question. I'm sure she'd tell you how unthrilled she is. But joking aside, um, we're actually really, we're really enjoying each other's company. We are having a wonderful time together as a family. Um, and we're doing things at home that we really didn't typically do. So it's- Like why? It's, like getting in the pool at night or getting in the jacuzzi at night or baking a cake randomly or watching movies together midweek, like things you just can't do when the kids have school or homework or like when I'm working, I might not get home till 7, 8 p.m. The last thing I want to do is get in the pool, like just things that we weren't doing typically yeah. that we're getting to now. And it's really fucking nice. Simple things like who would ever think baking a cake would be like the highlight of the day, but it's nice. Thank you very much. It's lovely. It's nice. So this is what I need to do before we go. Well, first of all, is there anything else you want to talk about? You want to get out there? I just want to say thank you for having me and thank you for watching the show. And I'm excited for everyone to see the new season and uh, let us know what you think. It's going to be great. And this is what I need to do because this is the world that we live in. So first, I need to go like this and take a picture of you because, I mean, we're going to have to promote this when it comes out. Isn't this sad that this is what we live in? And now, this is, 
Well, this is until you come to New York and do press, and then we can have a drink in person. Perfect. Now, where can we find you online also before we go? Everyone could find you on Instagram. Yep, James Bond ST. Check out his listings. I watch all of your postings. It is the best real estate porn. If I ever move to LA, I will be calling you and David only. Thank you, David. We appreciate it. I really appreciate you doing this. We need to have drinks when you come to New York. 100%. We will be there soon. And please, God, this passes soon. Thank you for having me and have a great rest of the day. You too. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, David. All the best, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.